Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Binding, a podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Books. I'm Tiff. And I'm Moni. And I will never stop doing that. Today, we have, you guessed it, some books to talk about. Not books, no way. It's like the whole point. Oh my god, not the whole point. (laughs) Oh goodness. Okay. So, we still don't have any emails, and both of us are saddened. And disappointed. I'm going to cry about it later. Beyond the binding pod at gmail.com. Almost fucked it up again. Almost. But you got it. You pulled it out in the last minute. I'm 35 years old. Email was like a primary source of like communication exchange for a good chunk of my life. And for some reason, I just want to fuck it off. (laughs) To be fair, it's not really something that I figure is much of one now. Like in the day to day. Yeah. Unless you're so, like dealing with business stuff. Yeah. Or dumb doctors. <laughs> I say I do get quite a lot of emails in a day, but I do too. Most of them that's are junk. From my workplace. Oh, so mine. mine aren't. Anyway. So we got a couple of books to talk about. Both of these books were read a quite a while ago. Um mine was by an author. Is is by an is. author. Um, the book is not dead. The author author's is not, not dead. dead. Death to the author. I feel like I'm almost dead. Anyway. Uh, okay. My book is called You'll Be the Death of Me. It's by Karen McManus. I think I've talked to you about her books before. I think I actually did a podcast on one of them, maybe. Is that the one with Pinky? Pinky? Yeah. He was the bad guy, but I kept calling him Mr. Pinky from like Hairspray. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. Now I'm all off. I uh, threw off her entire life. I've screwed up the entire podcast. You know, I f- fucked. M- no, that was Nemesis. But I don't remember who wrote it. That's true. Nemesis wasn't Karen McManus. Oh, okay. Um, Karen McManus is written. She writes like young adult books. And most of her books have multiple characters in each chapter. This is becoming a uh, a pattern. Yeah, in I see that style of books. I see that. that. I like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I found her book. From, I got it off of Zlib before they shut that website down. I didn't know I they just, shut it down, so that's interesting. The feds shut it down months ago. It could be up again with a different. It probably domain. is. It's happened before, but I got this book just because it looked interesting because it was just like i had 10 free downloads a day so i was just downloading you know yeah of course just press the button and i downloaded the first book by that by her it wasn't this one obviously but i read that first one and i was like i need more and then i have since just been consuming every book of hers that I can find I purchased one in that I could not find digitally called the cousins I'm currently reading well the cousins interesting yeah it's about a family um no way really you never guess uh, I never would have known I haven't read too much into it I think I'm a few chapters but I've also like been reading other things and I started this like back in September August last summer anyway Mm. 
I get really bad ADHD. We know this. So I just kind of jumped from book to book to book. And I was reading really interested in some Nora Roberts books at the time. So the Karen McManus book kind of went to the shelf. And then I read like three Nora Roberts books in a row. <laughs> I read this Nothing one, wrong with that. I read this one before that fixation. Okay. So it's been a while. And I wrote myself like maybe a five sentence synopsis. Okay. That doesn't go in depth. So I'm going to try. Okay. We're going to do our best. I might get facts mixed up or I might just be vague and y'all should just read it. With that exorbitant. Exorbitant? Exorbent? Exorbitant? Exorbent. Yeah. That very fucking long introduction to this one goddamn book. I'm going to get on with it. I'm going to shut the fuck up and start talking. <laughs> That's contradictory as shit. It is, but it you, it makes sense. It does, indeed. Okay. I've moved my notebook over. Ooh, we're I ready. I it five stars. Ooh. This is the second book I'm reviewing that I think I've given five stars. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Somebody should keep a tally for us. Yeah, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Update us every like email, like yeah. email us like at the end of every podcast, and just like to tell us the update on like how many stars. how many stars we've rated for how many books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no spicy in this book. Murder, no spice. Uh, it's got a few characters. Murder and no spice is kind of my jam. You know, murder mystery. Uh, it's got Ivy, Mateo, and Kale. Those are the three ma- main characters that we see. So each chapter is one of them. Mm-hmm. They were friends when they were like in elementary school and middle school. But this is set when they're in high school. Okay. Like senior year. Ooh. Ivy is like your typical type A overachiever. Like works her ass off to do the best that she can is part of like a bunch of clubs and when we meet her she's running for student council president again good for her uh bony which is bony he has a full name i didn't write the full name down but, but he's like i think he's a hockey player or something and everyone just calls him bony his name is bones i think or something like that and so yeah they call him bony it's like a play on his real name, which I could tell you if my phone wasn't dead and charging. This is depressing for the record. What, that I don't remember it? No, that somebody would readily agree to be called Boney. Oh, he was also a moron. I bet the fuck he is. He lets people call him Boney. He also wins student body president. Of course he does, because it's always the moron. Yeah. So when we meet Ivy, she's in her kitchen in her house like dreading going to school because there's going to be a big like assembly in which she has to congratulate him because he won and she's pissed about it because she thinks that he shouldn't have won can't say i blame her and you also find out that she has a really strained relationship with her brother daniel who's like what i would describe as the golden child like he can't do no wrong but also he's effortless effortlessly hyper intelligent fucker yeah so um we have mateo mateo is like i don't your typical like bad boy but he's not a bad boy he works to try and support his mother because his dad died Mm -hmm. and his mom lost her job 
this is where it gets complicated because it's all twisted. So I his his mom lost her business that she owned because of something that you don't find out about until later. Um, you know that Ivy has guilt about it and it eludes from the very beginning that she might have something to do with why Mateo's life is the way it is. Damn, girl. Um, Ivy has a cousin named autumn i believe autumn is the cousin who's a drug dealer and she's dating a guy named charles who is also a drug dealer they're a little bit older than mateo i think i said ivy but it's mateo mateo's cousin okay yeah um she lives with mateo and his mom because her parents died there's Damn, their whole damn family is just tragic as fuck. Autumn is not dating Charles. She's dating Gabe. Mateo thinks he's a giant douchebag. I can relate. Um, and then Cal is like your typical white boy. I picture him as like a jock, but mm -hmm. he takes a lot of art classes. But you find out why he takes a lot of art classes. There's also Laura. She's a teacher. She's an art teacher. Wow. You find out pretty early on in the book that there is something going on. Uh, yeah, like she's having an affair with her student. You'd think. Yeah. So here's the thing. Great. I love those. Then there's also That Coach, doesn't creep me out at all. There's also Coach Kendall who is engaged to Laura, the teacher. Coach Kendall is Cal's coach. Okay. And, no, Daniel's lacrosse coach. Daniel being Ivy's brother. Lacrosse, that's an interesting sport, but okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, okay. So Ivy loses student body president election, and then she decides to skip school that day. She does not want to go to this assembly. Her parents are out of town. Her mom is being, like, inducted as mayor, or there's something big that her mom is doing, and mm -hmm. she's panicking because she's like, I'm going to ruin it all when all of this goes down, right? Right. It's kind of like in the background that she just feels like a giant disappointment to her family and that her brother hates her she thinks um damn get this kid some therapy so she meets up with cal and mateo like in the parking lot and they both seem like they don't want to be there that day either and so they decide like right then that they're gonna skip school like for old time's sake because they used to skip together a lot when they were all friends mm -hmm. and they Cal winds up suggesting they go to this um, studio that's like downtown where his girlfriend has an art studio. Mm -hmm. But she's not supposed to be there or something. I'm telling you, it's it's far in the back of my brain. Yeah. They wind up finding Boney dead. In so, the art studio? In that art studio. And they see a blonde woman running from it. Okay. And in the process. So, like, I have so many questions, but okay, go ahead. In the process, Ivy loses her phone. She kind of fucking loses her mind. They run from the art studio. They go hide in a bar that Mateo works at as one of his jobs because mm -hmm. it's not being used. It's, like, in the morning. Yeah, because most people don't go to the bar in the morning, hopefully. Yeah. Also, Boney died because somebody injected him with something. Ooh. So, they're all freaking out because the police show up. Right. And they're like, we can't be caught. They're going to think we did it. They're going to think they did it anyway, because Ivy lost her phone, which means it's at the crime scene. Ivy loses her phone and passes out, but they 
they get her phone and they wind oh, okay. up with they think she loses her phone they find Boney's phone they take oh that's even phone. worse that's even worse yeah so then they get on the subway and you find out that there's like history between the three of them where Mateo and Ivy had like a crush on each other and some stuff happened and then they all just kind of stopped talking to each other. The stuff that happened was like Ivy and Mateo kissed on a playground. They were like, <gasps> no, not the kissing in like the end of middle school or beginning of high school or something scandalous and she thought that they were gonna like date or whatever and then it was like he never tried and you find out that he left her favorite candy on their front porch and then it was but it was gone like she never got it so she thinks Mm -hmm. because he tells her on the on the bus we're doing some notebook shit here huh kind of yeah she tells i wrote you every day (laughs) he tells her on the train I left you this with a note that asked you to be my girlfriend and you never answered me. So I just thought it was done. And she's like, fucking Daniel. He stole my candy. He got rid of the note. He played a prank on me. So she thinks her brother is the reason she That's didn't a have a chance with Mateo. A lot of blaming the brother here. And yet He's I don't an have asshole. any. Is he? Okay. He plays pranks on her a lot. Like, okay. I was like, is little... there justification for this? He does typical brother stuff, but they are constantly in competition competition but he did a prank on her that was she was doing a speech and he changed her speech like on the teleprompter or whatever or the written speech Mm -hmm. he changed it with something else that was not what she wanted to say and it was like lyrics or something slightly vulgar that made her very embarrassed so she feels like he hates her he does typical brother shit and it is what it is so also while they're on the train they're like drilling cal because they are like is this the art teacher's art studio like they've got some kind of idea that it's laura's and um so cal's like fuck you guys basically and he gets off the train early and then ivy and mateo are like well, we're not going to just like let him wander off. So right. they follow him and they follow him to like a a cafe. Like I think of like a bagel shop or a donut shop. Mm-hmm. And they see Cal and his teacher and Laura sitting alone at a table. And she's got like a ball cap on. Wait, Cal and his teacher? Yeah, Laura. Oh, the teacher. I thought it was like Cal, his teacher and Laura. Oh, Here's no. where my brain went. Okay. Cal oh, go and ahead. his teacher, Laura. Laura. Yeah. Okay. Sitting together and cal's they're like holding hands or very close to holding hands Mm -hmm. and ivy and mateo are like we gotta go fucking listen yeah we gotta gotta go figure out out what the fuck's going on that's not right like right they don't even first of all ivy is almost 100 percent certain that laura killed boney for some reason well because if that's her studio and she's got long blonde hair so yeah so she's like we gotta figure it out but also that's fucked up so uh yeah i second that yeah so they go and they like hide behind bushes or whatever like like a fake tree and they listen on the conversation and it's basically cal telling laura everything they've just experienced Mm -hmm. and her being like well it wasn't me i wasn't there like we can't be doing this like that kind of stuff basically she's like 
trying to distance herself from him in a public space uh-huh. and talking to him like she knows what's going on is wrong. But I don't know. She just seems it's she's suspicious. If that makes any sense. Yeah, she's suspicious. Um, During that time, Ivy and Mateo steal like a journal notebook planner thing mm-hmm. from her purse. They technically take her purse, then take it out and then turn in the purse to like the register and be like, somebody must have left this behind. Yeah. And so she gets her purse back, but doesn't realize that she's missing her planner. Inside the planner, they find a How card. How small is this planner? Like that you don't notice. I'm assuming it's like this because it's described as like a big bag, like a tote bag. Okay, I guess so. I don't I don't carry purses. So what the fuck do I know? Same. Yeah. Um, Inside it, they find some information. They find obviously like like dates on a calendar that have things written down. They find a card with a number. And I think they also find a list with kids names crossed out and Cal and Mateo are on it. Oh, and so Ivy's like even more suspicious. This is really hard because I'm forgetting like important details. But uh, Laura seems like she's going to try and make a beeline and fucking leave. And Cal, like they all leave. And then Ivy and Mateo confront Cal and they're like, yeah, that was fucking us that stole her purse. Mm-hmm. And we did it for this. But look in her notebook. This is suspicious. And Kale's like, it's absolutely not him. There's no fucking way it's him. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, because I'm going to skip a whole lot of pertinent information because I don't remember it. It's all good. At the end of the day, the guy that murdered Boney is Mm -hmm. the coach. Yeah. And he tries to kill Ivy also. For why? He poses as Daniel because she calls Daniel for help because uh-huh. Ivy goes to Laura's house to look for Cal or to warn Laura because she finds some information, I'm pretty sure, in those parts that my brain is blank about. Yeah. But she, like, her car breaks down or something happens and she calls. No. He takes Daniel. The coach takes Daniel, like, offers him a ride home from school. Oh, we're kidnapping brothers now. And then she sees the car, Daniel's car on the side of the road or something and freaks out and goes in. And then he threatens to kill them both. Mm-hmm. And you find out that it wasn't Daniel that ate the candy. It was Cal because he was jealous. Okay. Of Ivy and Mateo being a couple. Okay. So it's just kind of clusterfucky. But apparently coach had this like really awesome person exterior on the outside. Like he was a fun, nice, wonderful guy. And uh-huh. the whole most almost the whole book you think that Laura is evil because she's cheating on him with students and blah 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 but yes that's terrible yes but he also is abusive and he's a cartel he's basically a fucking drug lord the fucking cartel just out of nowhere the drugs that Boney is taking the drugs that Autumn is selling all of it comes from him oh and Laura had the information and was gonna out him Mm-hmm. And so he was going to kill Laura. And because Ivy also found it out, he was going to kill Ivy. And so he killed Boney because... Because Boney caught him. Okay. Or something along those lines. Okay. Like innocent bystander crossfire. I don't really fucking remember, but... I wrong don't know. place, wrong time. Yeah. The twist was like 
it was like a really good one because he was the only one that I didn't suspect. Okay, I got you. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Do my description any fucking justice? Usually, I go way more in depth than these, but generally, but that's okay. I don't fully remember. There's a lot of stuff with Autumn. She helps them. Um, for a while you think it might be Gabe because Mateo is like Gabe is the one you find out it was a bowling alley Mateo's parents his mom owned a bowling alley Uh uh-huh Ivy got hurt or got someone hurt okay and that her dad's a lawyer and he sued the place and it got shut down because it got sued so Ivy feels guilty because it was something she did that was a lie she lied about something that got someone hurt okay so that's why she feels bad for mateo and mateo gets like really angry at her and calls her a liar and all that stuff which is like valid yeah fair enough because his family's whole life livelihood and his mother's like pride and joy in her business yeah failed and it's why ivy has taught like talks about during the book she tried really hard to get her dad to hire mateo's mom to work for one of his firms or whatever Mm -hmm. and um, it, she was doing that so hard because she felt guilty. Right. But in the end, she admits it to Mateo. She admits it to Mateo's mom. And Mateo's mom does take a job with Ivy's dad and, like, starts being able to actually make money and do well. Oh, well because she's good. also got an illness that makes her, she needs to take really expensive medication and they can barely afford it. So that's why Autumn is selling drugs and Mateo is working two jobs. Right, because they're just trying to get whatever yeah. they can. Yeah, trying to yeah. keep their heads up. Okay. I don't have a lot of details, and I feel bad. The book no, is really fucking good. I feel like... But I've, this way, people can go read it. You can go fill in the blanks, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it. Is this the author that did the book where the kids are being killed on their birthday every year? That's Nemesis. And that's written by this one, or that one's written by another one? That one's the one with Pinky. No, Pinky's the one. Pinky is in the one where the... I kept talking about how it was torture porn. Because he's the bad guy, and he's married to the really pretty lady who everybody thinks is stupid. And there's a detective guy. That's Fat Tuesday. That was the first one I talked about. Yeah. Yes! His name was actually Pinky. Yeah. Yeah, that was Fat Tuesday, the Sandra Brown book that I was like... Oh, that was Sandra Brown. This was bad. Because the main character in that book was like, she's a whore because she's married Pinky Duval. Yes. The smartmiest lawyer in Louisiana. Yeah, fucking. How do I remember that character's name? (laughs) But this book that I loved, I was like, I don't got the deets, guys. It's weird how brains work. It really is. For sure. So, yeah, this might be a shorter podcast because I wasn't as long fucking winded. Well, that's okay. I mean, nothing wrong with us getting a little bit shorter, right? Also, nothing wrong with longer. Wink. Anyway. um, (laughs) But you're talking about a book that I know is going to probably have a bunch Uh, of twists and turns. It's got quite a few. It doesn't have quite as many as the last one. So we are looking at another Victoria Holt novel. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's from like... The first or second podcast we did, I'm not 100% sure on that one. It was the second because you also didn't like your first That's book. right. The first one was Northern Lights. I did not like that one. Um, second one was Victoria Holt. Um, this one is called Lord of the Far Island by Victoria Holt. 
it's shorter than the first one, so quite not quite so many twists and turns, but um, still got some interesting weird shit in there. Do I need to bring out my red flag tally? Um, very possibly, oh, right? Because like literally, one of the the two first sentences in my book. Number one says, Ellen thinks very highly of herself for reasons unknown to me. And Ellen is our main character. Um, and number two, all the men suck. Interesting. Yeah. I think that my commentary on the first Virginia Holt book you reviewed was my best work so I far. I really agree. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was amazing. I was actually funny. You were pretty fucking funny. I yeah. No, I don't really try. It only happens when I don't try. Well, see, I go in and I double check that you can, like, hear everything because of those first ones whenever we do one of these. And my favorite part is just to fast forward to the part where I'm telling the story (laughs) and you have, like, really witty commentary because I feel like I'm really boring when you're (laughs) telling a story. Um, But you're so funny when I'm telling mine (laughs) that I'm like, okay, this is where we got to go. This is where the entertainment is. It's funny because I skip over my parts, too, because I don't want to hear myself. (laughs) I think I'm, I'm the boring one when I do my book descriptions. I'm like, I'm just so boring. I'm not, I'm not funny. I don't have anything funny to add. I'm just like, I'm just, how can, it's, it's gotta be hard to comment on my books because I'm reading books that are like mysteries that have like seven people talking at me and I'm like, and then there was this and this and this and I look like Charlie Day with the fucking wall with the, the string. <laughs> I feel crazy. I can't keep my own brain. To go where, like, I, it's never a linear conversation. It's like, we're going to go straight up, down, up, down, up, down, left, right, up, down, up, down. Oh, back to the main story. Oh, and then I forgot this thing way back in the beginning. Like, I can't. I'm used to conversations like that, though. You know, I've got that cousin that, like, the point is over here. Mm-hmm. And she's going to take you on every possible, like, scenic route. And then maybe some that you never even fucking heard of before to finally get to the point. With so. me, we sometimes get to the point. Sometimes I forget what the point was on the way to the point. We know I'm not wrong. If I don't interrupt you to tell you what the fuck I'm thinking when I'm thinking it, it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. So Lord of the Far Island, I gave it three out of five stars. Um, our main character is named Ellen. And like I said, for some reason, she thinks very highly of herself. She's very pompous for reasons unknown to me. Because honestly, she ain't that great. Let's just, let's start there. All right. Um, Ellen is a very poor, unfortunate orphan. I, I, my brain just started singing. Poor unfortunate souls. Indeed. Yeah, I know. Halfway through that, I was like, I'm going to do some <laughs> Ursula here in a minute, and it's going to be bad. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing. Um, so the deal is, is that Ellen's mama, right, she ran off, married some man, right? Her family was pissed, like disown her pissed. You just married some guy out of fucking nowhere, someone who's not worth anything. We don't know who the fuck he is yada 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 when you could have had like all of these suitors that we had ready for you and they would have like elevated you or at least kept you at your social standing that she needed to be at right Mm -hmm. um and then she comes back tail between her wet legs wags (laughs) tail between between her her wags tail between her legs with a fucking child in tow all right a toddler and she's got to go live with her mom 
right? So they're living with uh, grandma, or maybe they're living on their own. But either way, mom dies because of plot reasons. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do the things my brain thinks. I think it's a good idea. So for plot reasons, mom dies, right? Well, she seemed like a bitch anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like... We don't really know anything about her to know whether or not she's a bitch. Well, she yet. said, how dare you run off and not elevate your social Oh, standard. no, no, no. The Ellen's mom died, not Ellen's grandma. Oh, it was her grandma that? That said, how dare you. Ellen oh, is. I it was a, her, just her family in general. N- well, I mean, it's the all of Ellen's family besides, like, Ellen's mom is the one that ran off. Oh, Ellen is the baby. Ellen is the toddler. Yes, Ellen is the baby. I was thinking Ellen was the runner. No, 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 no. My bad. Ellen is Sorry, not Ellen's even. Mom. Ellen's not even old enough to like be a runner at the moment. Just Sorry. yet. Sorry, Ellen and Ellen's mother. <laughs> so, the grandma was a bitch. Yes. So mom dies first. Mom dies for plot reasons. I Whatever. I have a sound effect for that. The, yeah. I, I mean, like literally, there's no reason for mom to die. Other, Other than, than the plot. Moving it forward. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, we were out here just killing ca- characters for, like, no it's reason. Re- it's the same reason Bambi's mom died. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we didn't kill off Ellen's mom, you know, Ellen might have grown up with someone who loved her, and we can't have that, because then that doesn't Self-worth. help us, like, develop, the like, trauma. yeah, no, it just can't do that. So It's what helps us hang on to the terrible men in our lives. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if her mom hadn't died, she would not have ended up with probably both of the men in this story. Oh, great. Very possibly. Um, so, mom. yeah. R.I.P. Mom. <laughs> you will be missed. Still. I just have the, like, sad piano violin music from TikTok <laughs> in my head. I can't recreate it. It'd be really cool if you could do it's not going to pick up no, the mic. No. I say um, it. She did. I swear. Um, so Ellen's mom dies. And then she's left grandma. Right? Then grandma dies. Grandma's a bitch. There. I got it. Right time. <laughs> you got it this time. Grandma's a dies. Grandma dies. Grandma's a, grandma's grandma's a, a dies. dies. She's German now. Yeah. So grandma's a dies. Yeah. So grandma dies. Um, the rest sorry. of this. That was, I should definitely um, (laughs) apologize now to anyone German listening to this because that was really bad. I'm so sorry. I have German friends. It's Um, (laughs) I don't. um, And so I'm pretty sure me trying to do an accent is not going to work. The ones I have would think it would be hilarious to hear me. (laughs) So that works. My accent and their accent. That works. Um, so she goes to live with a distant cousin named Agatha. Agatha has a daughter that's about, like, two-ish years younger than, uh, Ellen. Her name's Esmeralda. And her mom gave her, like, this really exotic name. Um. Agatha is a terrible name, so good on her for trying better for her kid. Right? Agatha's a horrible fucking name. No offense to Agathas out there. I don't even know an Agatha, so I don't know how an Agatha would find this podcast. But, you know. The only Agatha I can think of is Agatha Agatha Cromwell. Oh. No. (laughs) We went went to completely different places. You went right. I went left. I don't even know who Agatha Cromwell is. It's the grandmother from Halloween Town. I've never seen that. I loved those movies when I was a kid. And I was always so upset because we didn't have cable, right? Um, 
And the only time I got to actually watch, like, Disney Channel was in the summer when I'd go visit my grandmother's. But they didn't play Halloween Town in, in the, the summer. summer. They only played it in October. And I never got to see it. I would have begged her to record it so you could watch it when you went to visit. Um, but they... It's Debbie Reynolds plays Agatha Cromwell, but they call her Aggie. So, like... I had an aunt named Aggie, but her real name was Agnes. Also not a great name. No, not really. Shane knows Halloween Town, so he probably would have gotten that reference. Well, I guess maybe he'll get it if he listens to us. He won't. No, he doesn't <laughs> like us like that. Rude. It's a problem, man. He's just gone lower on my list. <laughs> oh, God, no, don't say that. He's trying so hard. <laughs> He's done so much work to get higher up there. He was even dancing. Yeah, he really was. He was doing a great job, yeah. too. Yeah, it was really good. It he was sat funny. on the couch with us. That's more I than know. he usually does. He sat on the couch with us twice. For, like... A few minutes. I know. He's really trying to get up at the top of the list. The bar is so fucking low with this man sometimes. <laughs> really fucking is. He sat on the couch for five minutes instead of at his computer. Twice. He apologized for playing games. That's never happened. <laughs> He's really trying hard to get up that list. He really he is. He really is. Um, but anyway, she goes to live with Agatha um, and Agatha's husband. And she feels like Agatha is the one that's, like, always running the house. And that cousin William, I believe it's William, would be more amiable to being, like, nicer to her. But his wife basically runs him. Um, because Agatha is always kind of like, you are our poor relation. Just remember that. And you are just here by the grace of me. Thank oh, you. A bitch with a terrible name. Exactly. Um, but she named her daughter Esmeralda. Um, apparently, it's a very beautiful name. And this is where I get, like, really aggravated with Ellen because Ellen's, like, Esmeralda was a lovely girl. Like, apparently she's, like, super sweet. She's really nice. She's very timid. She's very kind. And Ellen's, like, but her name doesn't match her because her name is, like, so pretty and she's so plain. Not like me. I get so much attention for my looks because I'm so exotic looking or whatever the fuck bullshit she pulls out of her ass. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so aggravated by Ellen at all times because I'm like, bitch. Red, red flag number one because who the fuck puts themselves in competition with a child? Well, she's also a child. They're only like two years apart. Uh, but here's my problem, right? Team. This is one of the only people that's nice to you in this fucking house. And you're like, fuck you. I'm pretty. And you're like, oh, well, thank goodness she's got such a lovely personality because I'm so pretty and most people are always looking at me instead of Esmeralda and it makes cousin Agatha so angry and maybe it does okay maybe it does but do you have to put Esmeralda down like that it is not her fault her mama fucking sucks okay it's not but we should start recording video for these podcasts <laughs> because you want people to see the finger and the pants you, you just did a whole ass like <laughs> She acted that whole scene out. <laughs> <laughs> like freaking clips on TikTok or something. <laughs> Get a TikTok a account. I have a TikTok account with like a thousand followers that I don't post to. I was going to say we could do one could, specifically for the podcast. We could. We should. Yeah. We could do that. We could like physically talk a little bit about the books that we're going to talk about. Later. Yeah. And then we could like show them. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's show a preview. Clips of us. Here's a preview of the book I'm going to read. Yeah, this and is then, what it looks like. And then here's Monica acting crazy. That's... You can't see <laughs> like, what I'm doing. She, she, she legitimately was doing, like, this, like, 
pumping her hair up and shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> she definitely did the Debbie Ryan for sure. If you don't know what the Debbie Ryan is, get yourself a Gen Z friend. They will let you know. All right. It is important. Very. Okay. I have no Gen Z friends. Well, I do. They're just all males. I, I'll explain it to you. I got you. Thanks. I got you. No problem. I'm not a Gen Z friend, but I know what the Debbie Ryan is. I'm just the millennial lost in the <laughs> sauce over here. Barely just, know what fucking slang words are. Well, you know, I hang out with the young people at work, but um, I think I learned that one from from the kids at work. So um, I don't really remember where it came from. I just know things. Um, I just and I somebody, if they ever listen to this, is gonna be like, actually, Moni knows everything, and then you're gonna have to tell them no. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody out there listening, if anybody ever tells you Moni knows everything, you tell them no. Okay, no. Sure. That did not sound convincing. <laughs> well, I'm not on the firm uh, Monty knows everything because I don't think either of us know anything. Every We know things. We don't know everything. I feel like I do know some things. We are pretty, okay. pretty fucking smart when it comes to certain things. <laughs> I was supposed to say, hold on, wait a minute. But not both nothing. Of us, both of us are right? very, very fond of utilizing fucking search engines. We have a degree that required us to search engine a lot of things. Well, not necessarily search engine. Well, I mean, I guess that was kind of a search research. engine to find the research. Yeah, I guess so. I was like, but we were looking at other people's work, but in order to find it, you're right. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. You'd be right. Also, mm-hmm. we're women, which means that we were born to be private investigators. We could find the answer. To be fair, I do like solving mysteries. Same. We got to do that again. We got to. I did it with the young people <gasps> from work. We could. It do, was hilarious. We could do like a live stream. And record a podcast of us solving a, uh, like a, solving a murder. Yeah. We'll do a live stream where people could input. Kind of like we did with the one oh, on yeah, Twitch. Yeah. We could. But not, I don't know, we could just. Yeah, we could do that. Like make an announcement. Anyway. Uh, y'all let us know what you think about it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Email us. Email us. I put the email in the description every week. Email us. Even email if you us. Hate us. Tell us what if you, you want. want to tell me I do the worst German accent in the history of German accentum. I'll take it. You can tell me that um, you really hate how much I let Tiff derail me. I don't know. Yeah, I do that. And I just kind of let you. We just I don't... need filler. I did not talk enough. Uh, it's it's fine. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll make it work. But I don't know. Or if you want to tell me that I'm annoying. That works too. I already know. I know Same. who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that she's annoying, that I'm annoying. That <laughs> sounded like I was in agreeance and I really wasn't. She was. Don't <laughs> let her lie to you like that. <laughs> no. I. <laughs> nope. Okay. Anyways, I'm having a really hard time with remembering people, so I apologize in advance. I okay. Try. Ellen, growing up in the house with Agatha the bitch and Esmeralda, who's an innocent bystander. Non bitch. Non bitch. She's just a kid trying to get through life with a horrible fucking mother and trying to be as brave as her cousin. Who's also an asshole. Who is also an asshole. Okay. Right. Um, and we're supposed to like her, I guess, because she's the main character. And I really just don't. I mean, she's not horrible. She gives me pick me vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not always like that. So I'm not really sure what's going on with this one in particular. But this one. Makes me want to, like, punch her in the fucking throat. Yeah, the last one didn't have... The last no. Victoria Holt Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. She was but, just, like, fucking just ignoring some really blatant bad yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I, 
was going to say, to be fair, I feel like the women are not always the same. Mm-mm. That's good. Sure. That means she can so, write. She can write women for sure. People. Um, the men are always interesting for sure. <laughs> uh, I might reread Kirkland Revels, which is my favorite one of hers, and tell you about that one. Mm-hmm. Might have to do that. Um, but uh, so growing up in this house, right? Here's the deal. Okay, cousin Agatha is a social climber. Right? Mm-hmm. She wants her daughter to marry really fucking well really fucking well and bring them up to a level of social standing that they have never achieved before so she has a specific family she would like her daughter to marry into this is the carringtons right uh she'd prefer if her daughter would marry rolio that's a terrible name it is I always think of the candy every time I read it, but it's got two L's. Yeah, Rolos are at least delicious. Yeah. Uh, Rolio, I guess, is how you would say that. I don't know. We're guessing here because I'm dyslexic. And it's like R-O-L-L-O. So to me, that's Rolio. That's Rolo. 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 Rolio. I'm going to call it Rolio. Let's be honest. That's, that's where we're at. I just keep thinking of Roly Polioli now, and that just makes me happy inside. Okay, so here's the problem with marrying her off to him. Mm-hmm. For one. He's chocolate with caramel inside. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure he's white. I'm pretty sure they're all white. I'm pretty sure that that's like a staple of a Victoria Holt novel is pretty everybody's sure, white. Pretty sure Agatha is probably a racist anyways. Yeah, so. absolutely. One thousand freaking percent. Yeah. Yes. She'll just take um, an ethnic, na- ethnic name for her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. And make her seem like interesting. Make her seem cool. Um, it's just kind of how she rolls. But, um, so, Rolio <laughs> is significantly older than Esmeralda and Ellen. And he's never around. Okay? hmm So, he's, like, teenager, like, while they're kids or some shit. I don't know. It never really says exactly how much older he is. Mm-hmm. Just that he is older. Um, but there's Philip, who is younger and who is about the same age as the girls. Well... Philip becomes like their little companion and Agatha is through the fucking roof excited, roof excited. Um, she's just so happy because now she can pair her daughter off with Philip because her and Philip are going to be spending so much time together. And Ellen is basically at this point Esmeralda's companion. Right? Um, however, the problem with that is Philip is mean to Esmeralda. <sighs> like, mean to her mean and to Agatha's her. like I don't fucking care I don't even think Agatha even knows you don't even really get anything from Agatha's perspective it's all from Ellen's about how he's mean to her because they're little kids so they're spending time together um kind of sometimes outside of um the adults like at one point in time he pushes her in the fucking river that's bullshit yeah red flag yeah number two yes so far, right and two. to be honest with you Philip's probably one of the better male characters in this book. Oh, man. Bar's really low here, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may derail us, but I bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Talent. You have it. Yeah, um, but that's imposter syndrome. That's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into your imposter syndrome right now. I don't have the degree to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I have I'm a un- minor. I am unfortunately not a psychology major. Got a minor in it. I should have done that. 
It was great. I took yeah. a lot of class. Anyways, let's uh, okay, move back, forward. Okay, so Philip is mean to Esmeralda. Esmeralda. For no reason, he's a dick. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to like her, and he's, like, really mean to her. Um, probably because it's easy to pick on her. Um, according to Ellen. Because, hmm. once again, this is all from Ellen's perspective. And she also picks on her. She, like, in her head does. And mm-hmm. sometimes she says some things to her that are, I'm, like, not quite kosher. I'm like, you could have kept that inside. Could have kept that shit in check. You didn't have to be such a bitch. Didn't say that. Didn't have to say the inside parts, parts out, out loud. loud. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, like at one point in time, she's like, "I want to go to the market," but these kids have never been to like the market by themselves. Ellen just got to go with like a maid one day or something, and she wants to go and take Esmeralda. And she takes Esmeralda to the market, loses her, and then like Esmeralda gets brought home by the police. And Ellen had come back to the house and is just like, oh, hey, hi, because the police showed up at the same time with Esmeralda, who's freaking the fuck out because she's a small child who lost her companion. And, and her companion just gives no fucks. She's just well, like, oh, she, she's gone. She was freaking out. Oh, okay. But it was really more because she was going to get in trouble than anything. Yeah, not because she gave a shit. Yeah, it was really more about that. And she did get in trouble. Um, And she's kind of like, and it wasn't fair. And I was like, hmm. Kind of was. Kind of. Kind of. Absolutely kind of. Kind was. of was. Kind of was. Because, um, like, why were y'all sneaking out of the house and going someplace by yourselves without a fucking chaperone when you know you shouldn't have? And then why did you just leave when she was missing? Like, she looked for her for a while. Okay. I will say that. She did look for her for a while. And then she left because it was, like, her only option because she didn't know what else to do. Um, because the bus or the trolley or whatever the fuck that they took to get there um, only comes at certain times. So, is what it is there. But still, I'm just kind of like... Sorry you're missing em, Esmeralda. Bus comes in 10 minutes. That's all I got. <laughs> kind of basically. She was like, if I don't get home like now, I'm going to be in even more trouble. And I'm just kind of like, no, I'm pretty sure that if you don't show up with a kid, you're going to be in more trouble. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, they both deserve to be getting trouble because they Esmeralda were- also took her ass out of the house to somewhere she knew she didn't need to be without a fucking chaperone. Mm-hmm. So they were both bad children. TBH in that moment but to be fair who hasn't been a bad kid occasionally right what's the time period of this do we Uh, we talk about that no um there's people like taking walks in the park and like riding horses and shit so you know more victorian yeah in general if it's victoria if it's victoria holt just assume it's a period piece yes okay i was just uh, making yeah. sure i'm envisioning it in the right yeah. time frame so it's not really a bus when i say bus it's not really a bus it's like the the trolley yeah it's really more of that kind of situation the um the carriage whatever it is um how do children contract a, a carriage by themselves it's like some sort of public transportation that they had to get there mm, victorian taxis okay yeah or like a train or something i don't remember exactly but I think they had like uh, trolley cars. Yeah, I'm pretty they had sure electricity in Victorian. Era, yeah, 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 yeah. There was some was electricity, like but it wasn't like widespread like it is. Now. Yes, um, and they didn't really have cars. So, but um, she's kind of she's kind of mean to Esmeralda too. But Esmeralda like adores the shit out of her, um, which is really sweet of her. But they grew up with Philip, who is mean to esmeralda constantly agatha's over the moon because she's pretty sure that you know philip and esmeralda are gonna get married um to the point where it is now esmeralda's once they get to a certain age oh before we get there 
at some point in time when they're children, Rolio gets married. Okay. Marries some woman. They just kind of hear about it. Nobody's ever met her. And then at some point in time, he comes home and, like, nobody really wants to talk about it or talk about her. And it's, like, considered his, like, shame or something because she turns out she was unsuitable. Nobody really says what exactly that means. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is probably, I feel like, a little bit closer to when the girls are older, but I could be wrong. Because um, I don't remember exactly. But... At the time that Esmeralda is old enough to officially be coming out to society, uh, they throw her like a kind of coming out ball around her birthday. Isn't that like a debutante ball or something like yeah, that? Yeah, kind of like that. It's kind of one of those things. Okay. Um, and Cousin Agatha's like, all right, cool. So you've been um, a companion for um, Esmeralda all these years. You have the same education that she's got, which by the way, don't get me started on Ellen talking about how smart she is and how dumb Esmeralda is. Anyway, she's like, you've got the same education as her. This has put you in a good position for me to find you some work because once she's gone from this house, I'm not hosting you anymore. And there's no way you can make an advantageous marriage because you're a fucking orphan. All right. So, you're going to have to find some work. But I have this lovely friend who, spoiler alert, is a fucking cunt, who's got these two twins who needs a governess, right? So we're going to get you some clothes that'll be good for a governess. And she's, like, complaining about how Esmeralda gets, like, this pretty dress that's maybe not exactly her color for the dance. And poor Ellen has to wear this black dress thing that she can also wear as a governess. And it's not fair because if she could only have like this color right here, she'd be beautiful and gorgeous and everyone would be looking at her or whatever fucking bullshit she's got going on about her being the belle of all mm-hmm. because she's so mistreated. I mean, don't get me wrong. Agatha's fucking horrible. Agatha is fucking horrible. But I don't understand why we want to take away from Esmeralda in this moment. Like, why can't we wish that we were having our own party? I, okay. Sorry. I'm bringing it back in. Nope. I get it. I'm, you were saying all of my inside thoughts outside. Yeah. So. It's, I'm, I'm bringing it back in. Making it so I don't have to make my comments. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why we have to put down Esmeralda to make ourselves feel better. That's what bullies do. Yeah, I know. Don't get me started. And I'm like, so you're basically Agatha. Do you realize that you are Agatha? And grandmother. Yeah. Do you know that you're those people? Those people that you hate? Those people you do not want to be? Those are the people that you are. And Esmeralda is a fucking victim. Terrible, terrible role models. Absolutely. Um, so then, of course, cousin Agatha's like, well, you know, Esmeralda's getting engaged at this party. Philip's going to propose to her. And Ellen's like, what the fuck? What? Really? Philip? He's mean to her. But okay, whatever. And then Esmeralda. Whatever you say, Aggie. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, well, I guess they're getting engaged. Whatever. I guess this is something that's been taken care of, like, amongst the family or whatever. Um, they are coming up on the party. And, like, they're having, like, a little walk in the park. Her and Philip and Esmeralda. And Esmeralda ends up somewhere other than with them um really and ellen's like yeah i'm gonna be a governess for this cunt and her two daughters <laughs> and philip's like ha 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 very funny good joke um and then the day of the party he finds her and he's like 
Wow, this is kind of a boring-ass uh, dress you're wearing here, but that's a really nice flower you got. Wonder who sent you that? <laughs> it was me. Um, and she's like, oh, that's cool because it's beautiful and it does really liven up this dress. Thank you. Um, and she's like, it's so cool that you're here. And he's like, cool, let's go talk. And she's like, all right, cool, but for what? Like, but what's for up? why? But for why? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, so here's the deal, right? I don't know why you're wearing a black dress. And she was like, I told you I'm going to be a governess. This is my governess dress. And he was like, no, the fuck you're not. What the fuck do you mean you're going to be a fucking governess? You can't fucking be a governess. That doesn't fucking make any goddamn fucking sense. And she's like, well, you need to calm down. <laughs> right? Because, like, I told you the other day. And he's whoa, like, whoa, whoa, I. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa. Yes. I could just keep going. And he, she, she was like, I told you this the other day. And he was like, I was pretty sure you were joking because that makes zero sense. You could not be a governess. You would make a horrible governess. Because you're a like, bitch. You're the, that'd be the fucking worst idea ever, Ellen. No, you can't do that. Besides, I'm going to fucking marry you. Yeah, I saw that coming. And then she's like, whoa, lay whoa, shocked. Whoa, 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 right? Whoa, wait, whoa. Yeah. Bring now it's her, her turn to be like, oh. <gasps> Play gas. Play gas. <laughs> um, and she's like, but you're getting married to Esmeralda. This is the, like, party to announce your engagement. And he's like, me get married to Esmeralda? I don't like that bitch. What the fuck? I'd be so mean to her. Could you imagine? And she was like, well, you are pretty mean to her. But I just kind of assumed. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm here to ask you to marry me. And she's like, mm, your parents aren't going to like that because, like, I'm a poor relation or whatever. And he was like, I already talked to my parents. They are so down. They are cool with it. I want to marry you. Please say yes. And let's be honest here. Girlfriend's got an option. Right? She doesn't have a lot of prospects either. And we're, we're at governess for a cunt and her twin daughters. <laughs> right? Who's going to treat her awfully horribly because she's Agatha's friend and Agatha doesn't like her. Or you get married to your little childhood companion that, you know, you may or may not be in love with. You don't even fucking know because you never even th fucking thought about it. But his family's got a shit ton of fucking money. Right? And really great social standing. Mm -hmm. mm, you know, on the one hand, you've got prison. On the other hand, you got freedom. What's she going to take, you know? Freedom. freedom. Right. So she's like, yeah, absolutely. I will marry you. So he goes back in and announces at dinner at Esmeralda's fucking party that he has asked Ellen to marry him and that she has said yes. Which... Agatha turns into the red angry guy from... Abso-fucking-lily from, from, uh, uh, what is that? Not... Inside, inside Out. out. That's yeah. a great movie. Yes. Um, she, like, loses her shit, basically. It is so fucking pissed off. Esmeralda is so fucking happy. She's never been happier because she was like, I did not want to be married to him. Do you remember when he pushed me into the fucking river? <laughs> like, he was so fucking mean to me. I would not have wanted to be married to him. Um... Which, just so everybody knows about Esmeralda, later on you find out that she, like, got married to this guy and he's, like, super gentle and super sweet. Oh, good. Um, she deserves that. So she does get a really nice guy um, that you find out about later. And it's just kind of like a little side piece. So I don't really know exactly what happened with them. But luckily, she does kind of have a happy ending. So I do love that for That's her. That's good. Because she yes. seems to be the only fucking redeemable person in this book. Yes. Exactly. Um, so... Philip's family is, like, really excited about Ellen. Like, his dad really likes her. Um, they kind of, like, have, like, a game of wits going on. He's like, ooh, she's so smart. Good job. Um, Philip's mom is a little 
almost like the way that it's described i'm like is this bitch on opioids like the entire time like she's a little there's not a lot going on up there right every time every time you say philip oh lord you don't even have a description of him like i don't know what he looks like but my brain is filling it in with a mix of a horse like philippe from beauty okay and matt smith wow because he played Philip Mountbatten in The Crown. See, I just kind of pictured him as like a frat boy, but in like <laughs> Victorian era clothing. I'm just thinking of a Matt Smith horse. I can't help myself. It's I was my thinking of more of like a Chad. A Chad? Yeah, a Chad. probably. A Chad in Victorian era. But, but bro, Ellen, I just really wanted to marry. Yes. I really wanted him. Like, no, you can't. Bro, I can't even do it. Bro, you could not be a governess, okay? Like, bro, if you just, like, fucking marry me, like, right fucking now. Just lock it like, down, bro, bro. It'll be like, great. We can get swole together. It'll yeah. be great. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God, where was I? Um, okay, so they're... great life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's having a... Uh, Esmeralda gets a great life, but Ellen um, is being really accepted by his family. She doesn't really spend a lot of time with Rolio. He's not really around much. Um, but his... Philip's family is like, okay, we are going to gift you a house as a wedding present. Somebody gift me a house as a wedding present. I'll get right? married again. It's like, Damn. what the fuck is this? You just get a whole fucking house? So they're looking at like multiple houses. They get to pick the house too. I bet you they're castles. Castle-esque. Not really. Um, because it's in London proper or whatever the fuck. So like. It's a brownstone. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're looking at houses and they have this one in Finley Square that um philip is in love with he's like this is it this is the one and ellen's like there's something not quite right i don't know and he's like you're being silly ellen it's perfect so she's like spending like time at night like worried about if the problem with the house is that there's something wrong with the house or if there's something wrong with her relationship with philip because she's starting to realize she's not actually in love with this guy she just said yes to get out of the fucking shitty ass predicament she was in and she's a little worried about that because it sucks for him because he's in love with her um so she keeps going back to the house and trying to make herself like it uh twice she runs into people the first time that she goes rolio's there she's like what are you doing here and he's like well i'm just kind of checking out because you know it's my family's money that's going to pay for it i'm the one that's in charge of like all the accounts now dad's kind of basically a little bit retired so i just kind of came around i was going to check it out make sure that there weren't any problems with it before we put money on it fair enough reason to be there yeah yeah second time she runs into this guy and she's met him one other time at some sort of recital that they went to with music or whatever the fuck um and he had said that he was a friend of Philip's family, the Carringtons. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets up, gets into the house. He's there and she's like, what the fuck are you doing in this house? Because we've already like signed the papers for it. Um, and he's like, the realtor gave me a key. And she's like, that shouldn't be possible. Like, this is basically our house. Like, this is our house. You cannot be in here. And he's like, okay, obviously it's just an honest mistake. Let's walk back downstairs together. Cause she finds him in one of the upstairs rooms. And she's, like, nervous, and she's trying to think about how to get the fuck out of the house because this guy is giving off, like, bad vibes. And as they're walking out, Rolio walks in, and she's like, oh, thank fuck, right? He's here to save me. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? And he's like, are you, like, kind of, like, insinuating that there's something going on between the two of them? And she's like, oh, I don't even, 
know this man. He was just here. And he's like, yeah, that's true. This, they just gave me a key. Um, the realtor did. And Rolly was like, mm, not fucking possible. What the fuck, dude? This is fucking weird. Get the fuck out. Um, this is the first time I've liked anything I've heard about him. Rolio, yeah. Um, it's one of the only times. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, who the fuck was that guy? And she's like, I don't know. He said he was a friend of yours. And he's like, I don't fucking know that guy. And she's like, okay, that's fucking weird. Is he a ghost? Yeah. And then Rolio's like, what are you even doing here again? And she's like... I mean, it's going to be my house. I kind of wanted to check it out again. And he's like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Plausible story. And then he never really gives a reason why he's there. Again. Again. But it could be to check out the house somewhere. Who the fuck knows? You don't really ever find out exactly why he kept going to the house. It, okay. it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And then, like, two days before the wedding, because this entire time, Philip is so happy. He's so excited. He is so in love. Ellen is feeling like a pit in her stomach because she's not in love with him, but she's going to marry him anyway. And she's trying to decide whether that's good or bad or what the fuck that means about her. What the fuck the creepy guy was doing in the house. What the fuck's going on with Rolio because he's fucking mysterious as shit. All that shit. We got then, omen upon omen upon omen, omen and upon. flag upon flag upon yep. flag. And everybody's and just, just like, keeps nope. Woo, <laughs> flying right over. So... Like, it's like a day or two before the wedding. Philip commits suicide. Dead. Philip, the super happy, I'm so excited, we're so in love, man. Uh-huh. Commits suicide. Yeah, the look on your face right now? Yeah. That makes no sense. That is what Ellen says. He was moited. He was indeed. Yeah. He was Happy definitely murdered. Don't kill themselves. Happy people do not kill themselves. Happy and love people, especially, don't kill themselves. No, absolutely, they the do happy not. The happy drug, the happy drugs in your brain tell you not to kill yourself. That's exactly what they do. Yeah, or so I hear. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't experience. Yeah, it too yeah, frequently. I was to say, uh, depression is a hell of a thing. But it's a hell I, of a drug. I, from what I understand, happy people don't just kill themselves. Endorphins make you happy. Happy, happy people, people don't, don't kill, kill themselves. themselves. But now I want to be like, endorphins make you. A, Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins makes you happy. Happy people don't just kill their husbands. Um, so he kills himself, supposedly. Um, and then everybody's like, mm, what's wrong with you, Ellen? Because, like, he was going to marry you, and then he killed himself not to marry you. So oh, what yeah, the fuck? Fault? Like, society is, like, judging her kind of, like, quietly. And now she's back in the position she was in to begin with where she's going to have to governess for this cunt, her two kids. It's Agnes. No, Agatha. 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 Agnes is my aunt. She is not a murderer. She was not a murderer. She's no longer alive. I don't want to besmirch her name. She was a wonderful lady. No. Agatha. 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 Um, and Rolio actually confronts her and he's like, um, so what the fuck do you know that we don't? Because like he was really happy. What was going on? Is this got something to do with that guy that was in the house with you? Like, what the fuck did you do? And she's like, excuse you. Bacon pardon? I didn't even fucking know that guy. That guy knew you. What the fuck? And he's like, I didn't fucking know that guy. You fucking knew that guy. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, Philip was happy. 
he didn't just kill himself. That didn't fucking happen. Absolutely not. Um, and then, like, to deal with, like, her whole issue, she goes up to, like, this, like, little cliffside area that they used to go to together. And there was a railing that was put up because they had gone up there and she was like, there really needs to be a railing here because she could just fall off. And then the next time they went, it was there because Philip actually owned the land. And oh. Philip went ahead and had the rail built because she said so. Um, and she's over there and she's kind of, like, I'm looking out. I feel bad for judging Philip so harsh. Philip is actually, honestly, straight up one of the better characters. I mean, he's a bit of a bully to Esmeralda when they're kids. But his, he actually loved her. and Yeah, he legitimately loved Ellen. Legit. I'm sorry. I feel bad, Philip, for making fun of you. Uh, okay. Or I'm pretty sure legit. He loved her quite a bit. He loved her, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was a bully to Esmeralda when they were kids. I don't really know that he really bullied her once they got older. He just wasn't interested. Yeah, which is fine. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. You don't have and to be interested. And it's okay if you're going to grow out of being a bully, right? Like, that's yeah, good. Some character development. make amends, dude. Which I don't think he really did. He probably didn't. No. But men but didn't have to do any of that kind of shit. That's true. Um, so she's looking out at, like, the scenery or whatever and lamenting the whole thing and trying to think about what the fuck happened because she knows there's no way Philip killed himself. And the railing gives way and i am putting quotation marks around that she did i saw it um and she falls and is then barely able to hold on to the cliff cliff side the edge of the cliff right and um finally like somebody comes and like helps her and brings her back but then there's a lot more talk about her because now they're trying to figure out if she tried to commit suicide because he committed suicide so there's a lot of talk about her. She's going to have to go work for this cunt. And then she gets a letter. Right? I'm sorry. I can't get over it. It just makes me laugh every time you say it. Apparently she's a cunt. I don't fucking know. I don't know this lady. It sounds like she's an old lady with twins, which seems weird. But whatever. I'm not one to judge. <laughs> I would, say, actually, I'm really, her. I'm really one to judge. Let me, <laughs> let me not lie like that. I'm judgy as shit. But... Also, I don't think in Victoria, Victorian era, like, older women probably survived childbirth. So, like, probably not. Not a lot of women survived childbirth back then. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. She's just some kind. Anyway. And I can't even bother to remember her name. Um, and honestly, the twins might not even be twins. It just might be two girls. I'm just assuming they're twins. I don't fucking remember. Um, two so, children, bitch lady. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. About this time, Ellen gets a letter. All right. And it is her cousin. And I believe the way that you say his name is Jago. Because it is like Iago, but with a J. Okay. So I guess it could be Iago. But I'm going with Jago. Cool. We got Rolio and Jago. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with it. Weird fucking names. Um, you read the book? And he he writes her a letter and he's like, hey, I'm your father's cousin. Right? Um, your father was looking for you for a while. Um, and he'd been wanting to like reach out to you. But he died before he found you. Um, he wanted to appoint me as your guardian. I am your guardian. You should come stay with us on Kellaway Island. Come check it out. We'd love to have you. Uh, you know, we want to get to know you. We want what's best for you. Family, family, bullshit, bullshit. Which has never been anything worth having for her before. No, so. but it's going to save her from the cunt. And right? the two twins. And Agatha. And Agatha. Yes. But Agatha's like, mm, 
I'm not giving you money to go to that or whatever the fuck. And the money to get there or something. I don't know. There's something that Agatha says she's not going to do. And Cousin William basically finally pushes back and is like, no, we're going to do this. Whatever. Anyway, not the point. So she goes to go to Kellaway Island. Well, she gets to this place. And um, because her name is Ellen Kellaway. Um, yeah it's her it's her island it's her island but she gets to this place and she's like hey so i'm gonna go out to the island today and the lady at the tavern's like yeah no you're not gonna make it out there today nobody's rowing over there today the sea's really bad it's just not gonna happen um and this could go on for days and days so um jago has uh gone ahead and let us know that you were gonna be here we have a room made up for you um we've got food for you we're ready to host you for as long as need be. Oh my gosh, you look so much like your mom. Because as it turns out, the lady that works at the tavern, her husband owns it. She used to be Ellen's mom's maid when she lived at Kellaway Castle. Oh. Which is on the island. Yeah. So there's a whole ass actual fucking castle. Um, why did she come back? We'll get into that. We will get into that, right? Because then that's, you know, questions yeah, that like, Ellen has. Because Ellen's trying to find out more about her mom. She's like, okay, so what happened? Like, you knew my mom. What happened? This lady won't give her hardly much of anything of at all. Because that would say much make of it anything. easy. Exactly. Um, so she's stuck on this, uh, in this place. It's not really on. It's on in this place. She can't get over to the island to meet her new family. She is curious about her cousin. She's curious about his sister and her daughter that live there. She wants to know more about her dad, her mom, the whole shebang. There's nobody who will really answer any questions for her. And she's just, like, chomping at the bit to get to this island. I've got Jonathan going to Dracula's castle vibes. You should. Okay, good. good. (laughs) Not exactly, really. but He's not a vampire, but, like... (laughs) Not exactly. I mean, bad things do end up happening to her around here, but it doesn't actually have... Anyway... I'll get into it. We'll get it. to it, yeah. Um, so she's, like, just kind of exploring the place that she's around. And she wanders off into, like, these woods. And she's just kind of looking around. And she gets a little bit lost. Because she's never been there before. And, like, the amount of these women in these books that just go off walking into the fucking woods. Hodge house. Like, fucking for fucking Hodge house like a motherfucker. <laughs> and, like, hello, bitches. What are you doing in the fucking woods? <laughs> for fucking why? Don't you know you'll get lost in those things? like you know you don't know the area and you still walked your happy little fucking ass in there i've never been here a day in my life let me traipse through these woods right quick yeah how fucking stupid so she oh, kind of yeah, some trees yeah oh jesus that was bad <laughs> was... Now i just went canadian i don't know man <laughs> so she's in the woods um and this guy kind of like rides up on a horse and he's like hey um why are you what in are the you woods? doing here because she fell i forgot she fell uh, right of course she did yeah she fell she she's kinda... got two left feet and she's traipsing through fucking yeah she fell she kind of hurt her foliage. ankle a little bit you know can't can't walk on her own two feet and this guy shows up his name is michael and he's like hey uh do you know you're on my land and she's like i had no idea and he's like we'll just reposition those signs later obviously because Tourists do this all the time, so something's wrong with my signage. I've never worried about it before now, but now I'm going to say something about it. Oh, hey, look, you've hurt your ankle. Ankle Here, let me put you on the horse, take you back to my gorgeously beautiful house, and kind of uh, flirt with you a little bit, okay? 
And you Ellen's like, you. And Ellen's like, of course, this is because I'm beautiful. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking bitch. Put you on my horse and flirt with you a little bit. <laughs> I don't even actually know if he's flirting or not. She thinks he's flirting. Of course she does. But in all honesty, having read it and like read like the back and forth, I think he was just being polite. I think <laughs> he's just friendly. But she legit is like, and he was so flirting with me too but like i'm still upset about philip so like i can't deal with this, this man right now that i didn't think i loved yeah well i mean to be fair she's upset i mean yeah. like i mean like they he was were childhood friends too yeah so. they were obviously friends like she was maybe not in love with him but he obviously meant something to her um and there's that whole he committed suicide thing um he committed suicide michael is basically not really interesting to the plot at all for the record oh good he's just there um he makes like he's just a minuscule he's like a minuscule like little part of the plot like he's just there to use the jealousy later i'll get into that Uh um so like he ends up like taking her back to the tavern or whatever and it's like hey so she hurt her ankle and they're like oh my goodness thanks for taking care of her we got her from here and he's like okay cool bye um and then finally the sea is calm enough to take her over there and the lady at the tavern's like hey by the way my son works over at the castle his name is slack um which by the way they call him that because they say that there's something wrong with his brain she's not sure if he got too much oxygen or too little oxygen anyway not the point. Really fucked up thing to call a kid, but whatever. Terrible naming choices. Um, so, Slack is over there, and she's like, just, you know, talk to him. He'll take care of you. He's a good kid. Um, and for the record, he is. He's a great fucking kid. Good. Um, she gets to the castle, meets her cousin Jago. Guess who her cousin Jago is? The dude in the house. The fucking dude from the fucking house. Why didn't he just say, I'm your family? That's what the fuck she asked him. And he was like, mm, so I'm a little bit guilty here that I kind of wanted to just kind of get to know you without, like, you knowing who I was. I just kind of wanted to see who you were. I wanted to see who this family was that you were marrying into because I didn't know if they were good enough for you because I'm your guardian. And also, honestly, I found it a little bit funny not to tell you. So you're a douche. Yeah, Red he's flag. a fucking douche. I don't know what number we're on. <laughs> Three, I think. Three, maybe four. We threw Something. a couple in the other Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So... Um, she meets Jago, who actually turns out to be the dude from the house. Um, she meets, uh, his sister and his sister's daughter. His sister is widowed. The sister's daughter, um, this is where the jealousy comes in. The sister's daughter is in love with Michael. I was going to say she, yeah, she's in love with Michael. And she thinks, she find, later on you find out that she is, according to Ellen, suspicious that Michael might like Ellen better. And so is jealous of her, according to Ellen. Uh-huh. Who is uh, delirious most yeah. of the time. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, bitch, Delusional what are, at best. What are you on? Okay. Like, she's seeing enemies everywhere at one point in time. So, seen... that might be part of the problem. I don't really know. But, um, she gets to the castle. She gets to check out the castle. She finds a sitting room that her mom used to go to to draw because her mom was an artist. Um, this is, like, where she grew up. She's not really getting a lot of answers about her mom and her dad, but she come to find out that actually, as it turns out, her dad, all they'll really say about him is that he was really, like, hard to live with, um, and that her mom was not fond of Kellaway Island. She was not fond of the castle. She felt like they were, like, boxed in, 
and in prison there and she wanted to kind of just be free and did not really like it there did not like being underneath her husband's thumb yada 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 um she also as you find out came into this and uh has a stepdaughter so um ellen has a half sister sylvia Mm. and ellen ellen finds this out because the room that ellen is in used to be sylvia's room and Sylvia had some of her, like, composition notebooks from when she was a kid in there where she wrote in the diary. And Sylvia is fucking miserable as shit. Like, depression, thy name is Sylvia. All right? Um, like, she feels like her father hates her. Um, her mom is dead. Nobody loves her. Um, the new stepmom came, and that was great for a while because the stepmom, like, really liked her and really loved her, and her dad paid attention to her when her stepmom liked her. But then the new baby came, and stepmom was more, more worried about the new baby. And Sylvia's like, I can kind of understand it because I like baby too, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's actually pretty cute. Um, but she's finding all this out, and she's like, what the fuck happened to my sister? And Jago's like, oh, so here's the deal, right? She took a boat out, um, and it was like really bad out there and the boat came back and she didn't so she drowned she's dead um and then she's got like to solve the mystery of sorry i'm here to see <laughs> oh excuse me um everybody say bless you to monica thank you yeah um so she's like i've got to figure out what was going on with my sister i need to figure out what was going on with my parents jago is like my distant cousin and he's kind of creepy and his sister seems nice but sometimes seems mean his niece um fucking seems to be jealous of me because of michael and i'm just so confused as to what's going on here jago gives me murderer vibes Jago, the whole book gives you murder vibes, really, honestly. And the thing about Jago that I find interesting is he's supposed to be, like, 30-ish and, like, Ellen's, like, 20. Um, But yet, Jago is also in, like, the schoolroom with Ellen's dad whenever they were younger. So I'm a little bit confused on the age situation here. Maybe he's, like, mid-30s, closer to 40s, because that would make sense to have a... Yeah, and I'm like, was was the dad the same age as Jago, or is he older? It's a little unclear. Okay. Um, so technically, at this point, he's probably old enough to be not, her. be her dad, or at least be a very young dad. Um, because she's 20, he's like probably like 35 or something like that. So he would have had him in 15. So he would have been like a young dad. It's possible in those times. Too, yeah, so. absolutely. So, um, Jago is just interesting. He seems really creepy, really. She's always describing him as kind of devilish, TBH. Um, But the more that she kind of, like, goes around and learns about the island and learns about the people and learns all of this, she falls in love with the island. She starts falling in love with Jago. Yeah. Bro, (laughs) that's your cousin. Uh, Very, very distant cousin. Gross. Apparently. But, like... He's actually apparently descended from the line that was a bastard, and the dad was descended from the line that was not bastardized, so that's why the dad had the castle. Um, Jago is now in charge of the castle, quote-unquote. Because he killed everybody that was ahead of him. Okay, so, dad actually died of- Natural causes. Yeah, natural causes or whatever the fuck it was that killed him. It was legit. Mm -hmm. Um, As it turns out, Jago- actually does not own the castle in the islands. Oh. 
Ellen does. Of course she does. She does. She is the heir. And this is where the issue comes in. He wants the castle for himself. That's very much obvious. He loves Kellaway. He loves Kellaway Castle. He loves Kellaway Island. She's not sure at some point in time. Because she finds this information out from an interesting source. He does not tell her. Um, she finds out from somebody else. And I don't fucking... No way I do know. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. She just got so excited. But um, she finds this out. And of course she's kind of like... You know, trying to decide, does he love her? Does he love the island more? Like, is he using her to get to the island? Because she's starting to decide that he's very much in love with her. Which, of course, yet again, I don't fucking know what goes on in her brain. She really <laughs> thinks people just be falling in love with her left and right. But um, she starts kind of having, like, these accidents. Like, she goes out into her boat because she's learned how to row herself out to the mainland and back. And um, her boat has a freaking leak in it and she it starts going down and she's starting to drown and she starts calling for help well slack who's on the island starts going for her but i mean he's a little boy he's doing his best and he's like i'm coming miss i'm coming um jago comes up behind him helps grab her ass out of the water and get them both out of the water Mm -hmm. um and then they're all like oh that was unfortunate hey don't be going and rowing with by yourself anymore obviously like something happened and maybe you're just not strong enough rower just yet because you're just new at this you know and jago's like it has to be me or slack that takes you if one of us can't take you you can't fucking go like cannot have this shit happen again and later on her and slack find out that someone had put a hole in the boat mm-hmm. and then filled it with sugar so it so, dissolved halfway out exactly um sabotage fucking exactly so now she's like was it Jago? Like, was it his sister? Was it was her it, supposed to be dead sister? I, I mean, she never really thinks it's supposed to be dead oh. sister. She never worries about that. That was me. That that <laughs> that would be something like we would be worried about, but mm-hmm. not something she was worried about. She was worried about her cousin, uh, or Jago, Jago's sister, or Jago's niece. Those are her her suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and Slack ends up giving her these composition notebooks, more of Sylvia's composition notebooks that she reads. And Sylvia does not like Jago. She's talking about how he's, like, horrible and scary and yada, yada, yada. And then she just starts talking about how he's so in love with her. She just says he. She doesn't say who. He's so in love with her. He makes her feel special. He is going to take her and make her the happiest woman in the world. Yada, yada, yada. Never really says who he is. Okay. Okay. So... Ellen gets the idea that she met someone, fell in love, and that they were going to run off together, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she thinks that uh, Sylvia drowned trying to run away together with whoever it was that she fell in love with. Okay. Um, and then one day... I she major Crimson Peak vibes, like... Yago and his sister. Sister is Sylvia, not really a sister, but they're making babies. Is that right? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's making babies with their sibling. Well, that happened um, in Crimson Peak, I'm just saying. I mean, I know, but... Um, That's where I got the plot from. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, um, Jago and his sister are not getting it on. Jago did not get it on with Sylvia. Oh, I was also um, implying that his sister was Sylvia. Oh, no, his sister is his sister. Okay. Sylvia is not there at the castle. The age would be weird anyways, anyway. Yeah, 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 because they're older than Sylvia. Yeah, I forget that. Um, They're older than Sylvia, so it would not have been 
them. That would um, be weird. Yeah. So, oh, when she found, like, her mom's, like, art room, she found a drawing of a room. And I forgot to mention this at the beginning. But she talks about how she has this reoccurring dream of a room and this, like, feeling of dread and, like, anticipation. And then the door opens and she usually wakes up. The door of the room. She has never seen this room before in her life, um, but she dreams about it. It wasn't at her grandmother's. It wasn't at Agatha's. She gets to the castle. It's not at the castle, but her mom has a drawing of it, and she's trying to figure out where the fuck this uh, room is, and she's asking other people, and they're just kind of like, I don't even fucking know what you're talking about. So, of course, she feels even crazier. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just FYI, the room's important. Forgot about it. I figured. But it's, it's important. Um, and then one day, Rolio shows up, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like... <laughs> this man just keeps showing up when he's, he's not supposed to be. He just fucking shows up in random places. And he's like, so, here's the thing, right? I came to apologize. Because I kind of accused you of having something to do with my brother's death. Um, and I'm starting to think that you were right, and he didn't murder him. Or he didn't kill himself. He didn't murder himself. He didn't kill himself. <laughs> Because he was so happy, you're right. And I'm really sorry, and I just wanted to make amends. And she's like, oh, you know, that's so nice, blah, 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 blah. They kind of talk about Philip, and they're, like, on this, like, hike or whatever. And then Jago sees her, somebody sees her down below, and she's, like, waving at them. And um, she's like, oh, you know, by the way, random dude at the house, turns out he's my cousin. He was just kind of checking on me. He's my guardian, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Anyway. And Rolio's like, well, while I'm still here, you know, I'd like to kind of get together and, of course, talk about Philip and see if we can figure out what in the hell happened. Um, And she's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, but I'm going to leave on this day. And she was like, okay, yeah, no, of course. I'm so glad that we could, like, talk about this and that we're on good terms again. Mm -hmm. Right? And he goes away and she feels good about this. Right? Meanwhile, her boat's been sabotaged, her fence has been sabotaged, her husband's been moited. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. keep going. There's some things. There's some things happening for fucking sure. At this point, I'd take governess of the cunt and her children. There was <laughs> one other thing that happened that I don't remember, but it was also sus. Um, so, she, they have, like, these dungeons or whatever, and she's supposed to be getting ready for dinner to go to dinner with Jago and the family or whatever and at this point she's like in love with Jago suspicious of the sister suspicious of the niece um and she sees a man that looks awfully familiar and so she follows him and Jago into the dungeons right because she hears them make a plan to meet because this guy was a guy that she saw um when she lived in like london like he was just kind of um there a lot and he was like a carriage driver or something like that anyway she saw him a lot yeah (laughs) she saw him a lot and she saw him watching her a lot so she was like "Uh, i gotta go figure out what the fuck's going on here Mm -hmm. there's suspicious shit happening and there is a conversation that happens between rolio and this guy where this guy's trying to blackmail rolio and rolio's like I will beat the ever-living fuck out of you. Like, very scary. Very demon-esque. Very, nah. But the implication there is that... Like, Rolio or Not Rolio. I'm sorry, Yaga. Jago. Jago? Jago. Is that what I've been saying? Anyway. That's what we've been saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, 
the implication between this conversation between Jago and um, this other guy that she's seen is that Jago had Philip killed. That's what she got from this conversation. Well, that's what I got from the minute he showed the fuck up. Right. So she freaks out, runs out of, like, the dungeon. Mm -hmm. Loses her necklace that Jago gave her in the process. Drops it. Then, whenever she goes to upstairs and she's going to meet him for dinner, because she's like, gotta act cool, gotta act cool. He, like, comes up to her and he's like, hey, Ellen, did you drop this? And she's like, shit, 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 shit. He knows I was there. He knows I was there. And he's like, let's talk. And she's like, let's not. (laughs) Yeah, there's something that happens where, like, they're going to separate for a little while and then they're going to talk. I think it was he's like, let's talk after dinner or something like that. And so, like, he goes off to go to dinner. She's like, shit, 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 shit. He's going to fucking kill me. Mm -hmm. So she goes to Slack and she's like, Slack, I need help. I need to get out of here. Your mom said that you could help me. I'm in danger. And Slack's like, I got it, miss. I know what to do. Slack's a good boy. He is a very good boy. He is an amazing fucking boy. So Slack goes and takes her to um, her mom's room where she did all her art, moves an ottoman, and there is a secret passage. So Slack knows where it is because he took Sylvia through it, as it turns out. Sylvia never got in a boat. Sylvia didn't die. Sylvia's not dead. I didn't think she was. You didn't. You were you were on it for this from the start. Um, so he had took Sylvia through there. And it goes underground, it goes underneath the water, and goes off to one of the other islands. This island has a house on it. That house has the room. Has the room. But so here's the deal. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. You are a little bit. Um Jago's ancestor, the one that was like had a bastard kid. Whenever she ended up pregnant, um, and the out of wedlock and the husband or the baby daddy wouldn't have anything to do with her, her dad was like, fuck you, get out. And she was like, okay, fine, fuck you too. And she sailed over to that island and built a house there. And okay. that's kind of like where his side of the family originates from. Just FYI. I'm not really sure that that's important, but I'm just going to tell you. It's cool back backstory. Yeah, and it kind of explains why there's a connection between the two houses in the yeah. first place. Um, so they get over there, and as they come out, they're in that room. Hmm. Right? Somebody helped her mom out that way, too, apparently. Somebody did help her mom out that way. Slack's mom. That's how Slack knows about it. Um, and that feeling of trepidation that like, she got, like that like feeling of like, anxiousness... Um, is a holdover from when they left her dad because her mom was so anxious. And the thing about kids is they, they, they imprint that. Exactly. Shit. So she was always, the mom was always worried that the dad was going to come through the door and catch them. The reason why she went to that place specifically is um, there was a painter that rents the house um, that her husband fucking hated absolutely positively fucking despise this guy and you find out later it's because the painter had an affair with ellen's dad's first wife and sylvia is mother and sylvia is the painter's Daughter. daughter and that guy knew it and knew she was a bastard which is why he was so mean to sylvia when she was growing up yeah um so they get over there, her and Slack. Ellen and Slack are over in that room, and she's freaking out because she's like, oh, my God, what is this room? 
you know, and she's got this really bad feeling and the door is turning and it's opening and she's freaking out because this is her dream. It's been happening her entire life and it's all culminated to this fucking moment. And in walks Rolio. And she's like, what the fuck? I thought you said you were going to be gone. And he's like, I did say that. I did. But I was going to stay a little bit longer because I was just so worried about you. Oh, man. And Slack is trying to get her attention. He's trying to say something. Of course he is. Yeah. He's like, this guy is a bad guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's freaking out. And he's trying to get her attention. And Rolio is talking to her. And she's getting distracted. And meanwhile, and, you got, like, this little kid, like, Yeah, it's on. just kind of like, like, miss, miss, this is not, hey, um, I, I know that guy. I know that guy. Right? Um, and, like, Rolio's, like, trying to get her to, like, go with him. And he gives her, like, a drink of something. Was his wife Sylvia? His wife was Sylvia. Which is how Slack knows him. Yeah. Slack freaks out, right? Because he's, the like. The marriage that he came back shamed from? Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, here's the deal. He married, so as it turns out, the Carringtons don't have as much money anymore as they say they do. Of course. They're losing their money. So Rolio married Sylvia because they could sell the island, sell the castle, and get all of that money. But Sylvia doesn't own the castle. But Sylvia does not own the castle. And Ellen, Ellen does, does, who's marrying Philip. Philip. So the family's happy that she's going to marry Philip. From what I read and what I understand, Philip doesn't really technically know that she's like the heiress of this. It just happened to be that he had a crush on her and they were all like, this is fucking perfect. Kind mm-hmm. of. Which is why they were okay with him yeah, marrying yeah, the yeah. orphan. Exactly. It was very fortuitous for them. Yeah. So they were all like, all right, cool. Except for mom, who I think was just happy for him because I'm pretty sure, like I said, she was like on opioids the entire <laughs> fucking time. I don't think she had a calculating thing going on because I'm not sure there was enough brain left there for her to. Um, but dad and Philip are cool with it because of that. I'm not Philip. Dad and really are okay, okay with it because of that. So he's had Sylvia like locked away somewhere this entire time. By the end of the book, she's back with Ellen and Ellen's kind of like talking about how she's teaching her how to be loved and yada yada. Because once again, Ellen thinks really fucking highly of herself. And she talks about Sylvia like Sylvia is a fucking child and not a goddamn fucking adult. And not somebody older than her. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Anyway. um, So Rolio gives her something to drink. In the meantime, Slack has gone back to Kellaway Castle because he's freaking out because he's like that's the guy that Miss Sylvia ran away with and now he's here but Miss Sylvia is not here and this is really wrong there's something wrong here I'm gonna go get Mr. Jago. Rolio tells her right that um about the whole thing where he married Sylvia he was supposed to get Sylvia's money and he didn't get it because as it turns out you know Ellen owns the place and it worked out that she was gonna marry Philip but then Philip killed himself and um that that was a problem because then you know she's out in the wind and that he's the one who put the hole in her boat he was also going to push her off the cliff when they were over there talking but people saw them together so he couldn't do that mm-hmm. um because oh, if she, she waved to. yeah because if she dies it goes to sylvia mm-hmm. he's the one who pushed her on the cliff too that the railing went out he pushed her there too um, and he has given her something to drink, and she's kind of like getting woozy. Getting woozy. He's he trying. Roofies her. Yeah, he roofies her, and he's trying to get her outside and get her into a boat, so, so he that can way she's dead. So that way he can fucking drown her. Or not pretending. No, she's dead, he's literally going dead. to fucking kill her by putting her in the fucking boat while she's fucking roofied, Meanwhile, and she can't do anything about it. 
Esmeralda made out like a goddamn bandit. Yes, the fuck she did. She's having the time of her fucking life married to some like mild-mannered motherfucker who fucking adores her ass. Get it, Esmeralda. All right. And Ellen's got all this bullshit going on. Um, and like as she's being put into the boat, Jago comes out of fucking nowhere, knocks the motherfucker out, goes to save her. She kind of collapses. You find out later that Rolio got in the boat. He's gone. He's dead. Like, he died because the sea was, like, insane that night. Mm. Slack went back for Jago. Jago, apparently, is legitimately in love with Ellen. Is also in love with the island. They get married. Why, why did he kill Philip? He didn't kill Philip. Oh. So, as it turns out, because she's like, why the fuck did you do that? He's like, so here's the deal. I sent this guy, kind of like a PI type motherfucker, to kind of go find you and check you out. Because... I had heard about you because of the announcement of your engagement to this guy. And his older brother had already been, like, sniffing around here. And then Sylvia went missing. And their family doesn't have a lot of money. And I didn't really know a lot about them. So I sent the guy to kind of check you out, check out this family. So, and hold on. Rolio and Phillip's family doesn't have a lot of money? Yeah. Because uh, you said the Caraways didn't? The Carringtons. Carringtons. Caraway is a different. The Carringtons have money because they have their castle. No. Oh, they Calloways. also... The Calloways. What the fuck? You just saying? mashed the names together. I did. It's Ellen's family's got the castle. Ellen's family has the money. Yes. And... The Phillip's, Carringtons... Carringtons is Philip's family? Is, is Philip's family. And Philip's family okay. had money, it's the but C's. they've lost it. Why do they fucking Well, Calloway is with a K. Okay. Okay. So when you said it originally, my brain thought you were talking about Ellen's family not having money. That's why I was confused. Uh, no. Why you would family, marry somebody for no money. No, Ellen's family has... Has the money, has, has the castle. Uh, they have a good amount of money. They don't have, like, a lot of money or anything like that, but they're well off and they're... Um, well, they are maintaining a fucking castle. And they do have a castle, um, and they have, like, actual people that, like, live on the island and pay, like, a tithe type thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Um, and the people that live on the island love Jago. Like, love so that guy. Not the devil. They did not like her father. But they did like Shago. Um, although, even when he kind of talks to them, he's kind of very gruff with them. But apparently, they fucking love him anyway. I don't know. It's weird. Honestly, he seems like the fucking devil. Um, I think he's supposed to be like a Hades-type situation where he seems really scary. And he probably is kind of scary. But then you like, he... give him a stiff breeze and he goes, whoa, is my hair out? No, not that Hades. I know. <laughs> I figured this was supposed to be like a, it's almost like a Hades Persephone situation going on. Mm-hmm. Um, or one of those novels that people make these days. But, um, Olympus. yes, she's pointing at her Laura Olympus on her I shelf. Books. Anyway. <clears throat> um, so Jago comes to save her and she's like, Hey, you know what happened? And he's like, look, so I sent this PI to kind of check out the situation because you are my guardian or I am your guardian. And I found out where you were. Finally, we have legitimately been looking for you. Um, See, what had happened was. (laughs) Which is weird because you would think if the dad had known anything about the woman he married, he'd at least know where to find her mama. Seriously. But apparently fucking not. But whatever. It seems like he didn't give two fucking shits. He really fucking didn't. So he's like, we really were looking for you. And I was just looking out for your best interest. And I came out to actually meet you and to see this family because I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was legitimately there. Well, the guy that he had hired was rifling around in Philip's room um, looking for things or whatever. Philip came in. 
Philip saw this guy trying to rob him, decided to try that he was going to try and shoot the guy. The guy, in order to, like, save himself, shot Philip. Oh, so it was like a self-defense thing. Yeah, it was an accident. I mean, really. Although, really, honestly, if you hadn't been, like, burglaring people's shit, it wouldn't have been a problem in the fucking first place. Yeah. But Shago was like, I was not going to let you marry that motherfucker anyway. Like, you could not marry into that ma- in that family because, like, they were going to use you for your money and get you to sell this place. And I couldn't let that happen because I fucking love this place. And he's like, and now I fucking love you. Or whatever dramatic fucking bullshit. <laughs> the drama. The pathos. <laughs> anyway, um, so all that's going down. They end up getting married. She finds Sylvia, brings Sylvia back, starts talking about Sylvia like she's some sort of fucking child. They have kids together. They love the island. The niece gets married to Michael because, as it turns out, Michael's been in love with the niece the entire time. And Alan is just delusional. Alan's fucking crazy. Um, and you find out that Esmeralda got a fucking amazing man. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's where the book ends. And the uh, the other family is just, like, fucked for heirs. The Carringtons is I didn't want to say a word again. They are fuck, fuck, fuck because they have lost both of their fucking children. They don't have any more heirs. Sucks for them. And the mom is like, woo woo. So, and, uh. Sucks for them because Philip seemed like a frat bro, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah. He was kind of like. Aloof? No, not really aloof. Just kind of like a little punk ass. Just kind of there. Yeah. Just kind of a dude. Not a bad uh, dude, but not a great dude. You go to his funeral and you just have a bunch of people like, ah, this Philip. Philip, you were a dude. What is there to say about Philip? You were a dude among dudes. You were there, man. You were there. You were were a dude's dude. You were there. You had it all in the grasp of your hand. I'm done done giving him a eulogy. Fucking Uh, funeral's over. But I don't. Oh, I did tell you that I gave it three out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, not crazy about any of the men in this one at all, which, you know, not surprised. Um, but I'm also not crazy about our main character, and I think that's part of the why I've knocked off a star, because mm-hmm. I can't stand Ellen. I just want to punch her in the fucking throat. I think the other one that you read, I liked a lot better. This one oh, had yeah. a good twist. Like, I liked the twist, because yeah. really, I thought that Rolio was going to be like actually saving her from this monster from jago yeah jago guy but you kind of were able to unravel some of the twists pretty yeah yeah, yeah. you know like as yeah. one does but i feel like with the first one you talked about I was, there was so many motherfucking things happening in that one it was like yeah oh my god a labyrinth but, but this one's only like 200 pages and that one was like 300 to 400 so also, it's just a lot more plot there was also a house in the woods with a bunch of women's clothes that's uh, that he was just like yeah just just hang out here yeah and she no was problem like, huh and that's then strange and then it just fucking like moving on <laughs> disappeared overnight yep yeah and so did he though and do- so did he <laughs> and it turns out he's a fucking like duke or duke? some yeah, shit he's like some kind of fucking royalty yeah. and you're but- like wait a minute was she married to him did she make it up in her head was she sexually assaulted like what the fuck happened what's going on <laughs> yeah exactly um but if you want another one like that i can reread the captive which i should do because honestly I have said this once before and I will say it again. The captive is got so much going on with it that just like Hamlet, you forget that the main character was kidnapped by pirates. Yeah, I want to hear that one. Yeah, I'll reread it. I will anxiously await it. Wonderful. I'm still reading The Magicians. 
That's going to be my next book I talk about. My next one will be uh, the third book of the Akatar series, A Court of Mist. No, Mist and Fury was number two. Court of Wings and Ruin is three. I'm excited. Because we did talk about two, right? Yes, you did one yeah, and yeah. two. All right, so we'll talk about three. And we found out that Tarpoon still fucking well, sucks even worse than he does in the first one. I'm I keep sending you. you I know you do. You it. do. It's great. Um, and I keep sending all the ones where I fucking hate Elaine. <laughs> yeah, we'll get more into that as we get on with those. But I've read them all now. And I fucking hate Elaine and Tarpoon. That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. She won't even call him by his name. <laughs> his name is Tar. He's a little bitch boy. <laughs> It's okay. My favorite one I sent. I sent her. <laughs> I sent her one where it's just like Feyre trying to read, <laughs> to read. <laughs> during the second task. And, and, and Lucian. Just, it's just like <laughs> Lucian watching Feyre try to read <laughs> during the second task. And it's that little chocolate lab just looking confused as fuck. And terrified. And terrified. And then the sound over it is somebody just horribly stumbling over words. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, like, see, if Tarpoon had taught her how to fucking read, mm-hmm. at least the basics, right, she could have fucking got somewhere, maybe. Listen, I basically taught my kid how to read with phonics in, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah, she's doing great. She is. She um tried to sound out my name and spell it, and she spelled it M-O-N-U-K-A, and that's very close. Very close. It is. That was very fucking good. For a kid that doesn't say Monica properly most of the time I thought, I thought it was really fucking good i was impressed she could have called you monka monka because that's what she called you when, when she, was she was three little. yeah it was so fucking Manka. cute it was so cute <laughs> now she's just confused every time uh you text me and your name comes up on my phone because your last name comes up and she's and like she just that? stares at it like how do you say that <laughs> I've told her like six times. She still can't figure it out. That's okay. She doesn't have to know my last I was name. Like, it's, it's fine. It's Monty. You just know. That's you all know. you need. That's all you need. You know who it is. She's cute though. She's very cute. Um. So yeah, I am sorry that my uh, synopsis was really lacking, but I will say Karen McManus is a very quick read. The way she writes is really good. You might not like her so much because she's. I, she writes in first person in Oof. some of the chapters not yeah. all of the chapters but the stories are good the twists um they're there but they're not like so obvious like this one mm-hmm. i didn't i really didn't think it was coming i probably should have because they painted the coach as like the best person like mm-hmm. he's the greatest guy they can't believe laura would cheat on him yeah, it's a little much. I should have seen it coming, but I didn't, mm-hmm. which is like, and it's, you know, I like it when I can't fucking oh, yeah. read a book before I read the book. You exactly. Know? I just like her writing. So I really suggest if you've liked this story, which I did not do it much justice, but you should check it out. Her books are really small and they're really fast to read, but anything that she's wrote, written that I've read, I have devoured very quickly without prejudice and loved it <laughs> i'm just saying it's worth it it's a glowing review for sure i you know i can't tell you much of what happened in the book because i read it in summer of last year <laughs> yeah i understand completely <laughs> but 
fully fully worth it i've that's okay because i talked too much so i got us to almost two hours anyway i'm glad you did i also derailed us a few times yeah but i needed we needed to fill it up man like yeah we got this we got it podcast was like over two hours long yeah we were a little much 28 minutes and i jabbered about bullshit for the first five minutes it just happens it just does it's okay it's like a throwback to the first episode yeah it's all good um, I always recommend Victoria Holt. She writes the weirdest shit. I fucking love it. Yeah, I enjoy the synopsises. Yeah, it's always weird, and it's something. Like, I'm going to read another one soon, um, and then I'll make sure to reread a couple more. So that way we've got some fun ones uh, in here. Awesome. But um, Okay, so check out both those books if you feel so inclined. They're great. And those authors are great. Mm-hmm. Um, email us. Email us at beyondthebindingpod at gmail.com. I'll yes. be waiting eagerly. We need to know if we need to solve a mystery on a live stream. Yes. We need to know if we need a book talk. Yeah. TikTok. Would, would we need to know. Would you interested in the TikToks or in uh, a, like a live murder solving since the past few books we've talked about have involved murders. Apparently um, we like mysteries. We do. Uh or if there's any other topic you would like us to talk about or touch on or give our very, very strange opinions on, probably. Or if there's books you have suggestions that we should read. Yes, we are always looking for book suggestions. Always. It gives us a reason to buy books because we're not allowed to buy books for us. Well, it also gives me an excuse to use my one of my three library cards because I do have three. She does. Yeah. I have two. I've got three. So, like... Just let us know. Yeah. I can always grab an audio book and then read my other book in the meantime. I can't read two books at once, but... Book ADHD. I just keep hopping from chapter to chapter. So you're a book bunny. Yeah. (laughs) In the dirtiest way. (laughs) Any bears. Anyway, fucking email us. Email us, please. Tell us how much you hate us. Tell me I have the worst German accent. I don't even know what we're going to name this episode because I feel lost in the sauce cakes. That's the name of the episode. Lost, lost in, in the, the sauce, sauce cakes. cakes. Cool. We're going with it. We've we got love it. you guys. Bye. Bye.